Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. 19 minutes after 9, you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Representative Jim Lucas has reached an agreement with the Jackson County Prosecutor's Office. He is going to serve the next year on probation. He also agrees to pay for the damages that were caused, an amount of at least $4,000. You mean, you mean we're, we're going to pay for that because we pay his salary and he said he's not resigning. So we are going to give, we're basically just, I'm not going to use money funneling, but we're basically, he's taking money from us. I mean, I'm not trying to be mean when I say this, Casey, but let's say what's happening here. This is a guy who makes between 60 and 70,000, just voted to give himself a big raise coming up here. So we, we, the taxpayers, give him money and he's going to take that money and he's going to give it to repair the damage he did to our property. Yeah. So we're going to pay to fix our our own thing that he damaged. Yeah. Excellent point. He also agrees to drug and alcohol testing while he's on probation and uh, he gets to keep his seat in the Indiana General Assembly. I'm curious about the probation, if he'll have to check in with a probation officer weekly, biweekly, once a month. How how is that going to go down? Does he have to submit a letter? Will he have to take a breath? before he's able to drive what what are the terms of the probation well and and it's a great question and it goes back to what we talked about the first segment we don't know because this was done so fast so the prosecutor despite this just cavalcade of evidence and jim has admitted yesterday on hammer and nigel he did it i mean there's just a, any person with any common sense would say this guy was clearly inebriated and fled the scene which jim has admitted he did and Yet it went two weeks without charging him. And then all of a sudden, within an hour, not only has he been charged, well, now there's a plea agreement and and we're we're done here. And so we talked about last segment. We're going to spend most of the hour talking about this because it is very important for you. And again, it's not going to be Rob Kendall going ballistic on Jim uh, because, look, Jim was awful to me. And that's another thing. And if Jim wants to apologize to me eventually... Maybe as part of this process, he will do that. But this is about, because that doesn't do any good. What does do good, what does do well by our listeners, what does serve Hoosiers well, Casey, <laughs> uh, you might say, is to walk you through, mm-hmm. last segment we did the justice system, is he getting the same treatment you would get? I think many of us have serious questions about that. But let's talk about the deceptive behavior, because this is the biggest deal to me. Yes, the driving while intoxicated, very bad. But the links a guy who is supposed to be all about transparency, because that's his job, is he's a public servant. Everything he does should take place in the public light because it affects you. You pay him. He spends your money. He tells you what to do. The actions Jim Lucas took in the aftermath of the crash should really bother everyone because of the links he went to attempt to cover up what he had done. And so I want to start with the body cam footage is out and it's a long and, you know, it's an hour long or whatever it is. But I want to just play 40 seconds because it's the most important 40 seconds. And this is when the police officer from Seymour initially approaches him. Now, Jim Lucas is driving a truck. It has a cab on the back. Mm -hmm. It's very easy in the dead of night how someone who called this in, because someone witnessed this, it's the only reason he got caught, somebody witnessed it, might assume or describe that as a van. Clearly, if you're Jim Lucas, you've been in a serious accident, you know you have driven 
three miles ish down the road. You've gone the wrong way. You know you were on six. You know you are the person that this person saw. Right. And listen to this just totally flippant, you know, trying to be cute response because the the officer, it's reported as a van. He knows what it is. He knows it's him. And listen to how he responds to this officer who approaches him. Hi. Still over here. I recognize you. What's your name? Jim Lucas. Jim Lucas. Where are you coming from? Just walking. You weren't driving a van? No. No van. No van? No <laughs> you sure? I don't drive a van. Okay. Let's step over here. Where, where, you live, where are you living at? So you just kn- walking. I'm just walking. I mean, you know, if if you had not been inebriated, if you'd been following the law, first of all, as soon as you hit that barricade, you would have pulled over to the side of the road, called 911. Oh, my gosh. You know, I've been in this terrible accident. You know, we need a tow truck. We need a whatever. Please send help. You'd call your family. You'd be calling friends. Mm-hmm. Not only does he not do that, but then when the police officer approaches him, let's just say you buy his bizarro theory that I was just trying to get home. The cop approaches you and says, sir. Were you driving it? No, I wasn't driving a van, but I was driving a truck with a cab on the back, and I was in a very serious accident, and sir, it's right over there. Yeah. Well, okay, let me just say one thing. He only answered the question that was asked of him, which is a very defensive posture. Absolutely. Were you driving a van? No, not a van. So He didn't even have to say a van. No. He's not giving any information. No, of course not. And if you were not breaking the law and knowing you were breaking the law, you would say, yes, officer, it wasn't a van. It's a truck with a cab on it. It's right over there. I was in a serious accident. I just thought I could make it home. I mean, that's all, of course, very weird and bizarre anyway, and no rational person believes that. But the deceptive behavior and... When, now let's. I want to real quick before we go to go to break. I want to get into this interview with Hammer and Nigel because they did a phenomenal job mm-hmm. yesterday, and and we're going to talk with them at ten thirty about this because we are two weeks on from this, more than that now, and the guy still will not own up. A lack of ownership is the big part of this interview with them. He is. I mean, it's so obvious what you were doing. It's so obvious why you tried to get home. It's so obvious why you parked the car where you did. And yet here he is yesterday denying to Amber and Nigel that he's trying to hide the car. You know, you've kind of got that clout to where you could have somebody pick you up at three o'clock. So I think that's where I think a lot of people are still going to say, I get everybody deserves a second chance. But sometimes bad decision making takes a while to earn back our trust. I, guys, I'm not going to argue that. I, I can't argue anything you said, nor will I try to. So where did you go after the wreck? You, was it your place of business that you had down there? Or where did yeah, you I thought I could make it. I thought I could make it back home, and obviously couldn't. Um, vehicle crapped out on me. I parked it um, behind a business. Didn't want to get oil and stuff in their driveway. That that's on tape. So I was thinking that through, and I was just after I did it, I was so disgusted and pissed with myself that I thought I could uh, make it back and then deal with it later. And that wasn't the case. I think, Jim, if I, being completely honest, I think you were probably trying to hide the car, right? You didn't want to, want the, I mean, it had nothing to do with the oil leaking in the... Oh, no, no. You I, I, I mean, the, the damage of the car. You can, you can insinuate or assume all you want, but I, I, I was being honest. I, I am being honest. I called no, no. in, didn't I? 
No, no. no Nigel you know, was saying not, he just, was being honest. I'm just being honest with you. I, I, no, no. I, this is, this is my perception with, of what happened. Okay. Why would I – What? how does it pay for me to lie? How does it pay for me to come on? I mean, no, I understand. I, I understand I, what you're saying. It's all in the police okay. report. No, and that's what I'm telling you. I'm being honest. Okay. I mean, I, that's how I justified it in my mind. Okay. So by the does this make sense test, which we used – for our opening segment, let's use it here. I know we're running a little long. We apologize to the news, and then we'll get to a break. By the does it make sense test, if you have nothing to hide, you've smashed one barrier mm-hmm. on a major travel travel way, travel fair, you hit another one. Mm-hmm. You've done damage to two. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't your initial, wouldn't, does it make sense that your initial response would be anything other than Pull over. Stop driving. Call. Have I heard anyone? I'm looking around. Is any you know? Is anybody around? Can I flag help? Obviously, you know whether you have AAA or even 911. Does that does that make? And then you would try on a one and a half tires, Casey. Well, he said the vehicle crapped out on him. No, you crashed it. Yes. And where is home? He said he was going home. Well, that's the where new- is he going to? Where is home? That is the next very relevant question. But and maybe that people will begin to look into that. I don't know. But today I want to stay focused on mm-hmm. his actions, because, again, it comes back to if this guy is willing to not tell the truth, one to law enforcement when he's he knows what he's done. And then we're two we're two weeks into this and he still will not come clean on what he was doing. How can you count on that person to be honest and transparent with you? To represent you. On life, what are life-altering decisions? Yeah. Well, we're going to see if he actually goes through the three-step process, which we talked about, and we'll review that coming up. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.